And I'm Libby Collins, along with Mark Cass. He is the editor-in-chief of the Milwaukee Business Journal. And, Mark, we keep talking about these businesses that are moving downtown. And now we find that a prominent investment management firm is bringing 300 employees from Menominee Falls to the Third Ward. How exciting is that? Yeah, I know this is another one of these, right, with Milwaukee Tool, Rexnord, all these companies who are moving into the downtown, who are bringing employees downtown. And here's another the case, bringing 300 employees into the heart of the city and is going to occupy a, a building in the third ward. And to me, the most important thing is a couple of things. One is because of the energy it brings and the people it brings. But two, it's also the message. Because what they said is why we're doing this is because of what's going on in downtown. And they're seeing the success of downtown. And then two, they said because it helps them recruit. If you want to recruit the younger execs, people to move here, you have to be in the heart of the city because they want to live there. They want to work there. So this is another good story. And what I always talk about is it's great because of them coming here, but also the spinoff effect. Because these 300 employees are going to shop downtown. They're going to eat They're going to spend money downtown, and that's just really good for the city. So this is another great story, and I think we've seen so much momentum, as I said, with Milwaukee Tool, with Rexnord, with all these companies who are moving downtown, just a real strength and real kind of momentum. And and really, I didn't even talk about NML, because remember, NML is bringing 1,800 employees downtown. So it's just important to the future of the downtown areas to see all this happening. I think we need more parking spaces. We need more parking spaces. There's nothing wrong with that. More parking is good. This is actually right next to a parking structure in the third ward, but parking is good. Getting downtown, riding the hop, Libby. I still have a seat next to me on the hop waiting for you. Keep it warm because it's a cold day. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to some news that I think we were really disappointed. And that's yeah. the 2026 All-Star Game. A lot of people thought the Bucks were going to get it. But all right, tell us who got it. And is there still a yeah. chance Milwaukee could get a future game? Yeah, you know, this one's going to L.A. It's going to the Clippers' new arena, which is under construction right now. You know, the Bucks had really hoped for either 25 or 26. Neither of them have been. 25 is going out in Oakland for the Warriors. So this is kind of disappointing. It's really disappointing because for those of us who remember the opening of the arena, opening of Pfizer Forum, you had the NBA commissioner there, Adam Silver, and he said at that time, we're going to have an all-star game in Milwaukee at some point. We just got to get our calendars lined up. Well, here we are with 326, and it hasn't happened yet. So we all have it on record. We're all going to keep reminding him of that, and I know the Bucks really want this. So I think it will happen at some point. It's just a matter of when. Maybe they're watching for the RNC, how that does here, how the hotel rooms work, how that all goes to see if we could handle an NBA All-Star game. I think we could. We've had a lot of large conventions with NML and stuff. So it could happen to be great for the city. One of the things we talk about the RNC and what can mean to the city is future events. As I've talked about in Cleveland, they got All-Star, both MLB and NBA, after hosting the RNC. So the hope is still there. I think the Bucks want it. Hopefully Adam Silver stays true to his word and it comes here in a few years because it'd be a great thing for the city. We've got something that L.A. will never get, and that's the Harley-Davidson anniversary yeah. celebration. It's happening again bring this it into summer. One, right? Have a Harley-Davidson all-star parade. How about <laughs> Listen, that? We just bring it all into one. Every summer we have that. Now tell us yeah, yeah. who the big headliners are going to be this year. Yeah. This is one that's huge. And it, you know that time you and I have already talked about what a summer it's going to be in Milwaukee. You know, so you have the Red Hot Chili Peppers, kind of the main act, and then a number of other acts who are coming, country acts and things like that. So big names are coming in July, the week after the RNC. So as I said to you, we could have one heck of a June through August. Hopefully have a NBA championship with the Bucks and a parade. Let's hope so. Then you got Summer Fest, RNC, Harley Fest, the Air and Water Show also that weekend. And then you also have that State Fair. 
think about it. You and I may never even sleep for like six weeks. We'll just be out all the time having fun. I got to tell you, I'm really excited about Jelly Roll. Probably having last year with Green Day and then the Foo Fighters. Now this year with Hot Chili Peppers. I just think it's cool they're having this every year. They're having it on the lakefront. Every year it's going to show off Milwaukee, show off the lake. And just be great for the city. No doubt about that. Another thing that is coming to Wisconsin, it looks like Kenosha is finally going to get their casino with that hard rock. Yeah. I guess their county board nearly approved it. I wouldn't say it's going to happen yet. It's got a couple more steps, but it's moving in the direction. After years and years of kind of discussion, it's been approved now to the city, approved by the county board. So the hope is it could be within a year. It could get approved and then we start construction. This would be a big deal adding a casino in Kenosha. Obviously, you've seen the success of them in Illinois. You've seen the success here in Milwaukee. There's been a hope this would happen, what it would mean for that region in terms of economic impact. We'll see. There's some pretty large steps yet to go. But the fact that it's moving again is a big deal. And the fact that you could bring a hard rock there, I think, is really important to the region. Hard rock is a big deal. Is, would, big that be at the there. Old, would that be at the old Dairyland site or where are they? You know, working? it's right in that area, not far from there. Finally, you had the opportunity last week to attend the Herb Cole Memorial Service. And what was the tone of the event? And did you learn anything about the late senator that you didn't know before? You know, the thing I learned again was just how humble he was and how he just wanted to help others. There's a couple of stories that I just left with that I think is amazing. A number of us have heard this story about how when he sold the team in 2014 and, you know, made the money and then he gave back $100 million, he actually handed out money to every one of his employees who worked for the Bucks and who worked for the private center, from corporate executives all the way through the ushers. And you know how much that total would be? Almost $10 million he handed what? out there. I had never heard that number before. And, you know, $9 million he handed out there to his staff. And then the second story I heard, which I hadn't heard because it just happened recently, about three or four days before he passed, he ate lunch virtually every day at the Fister Cafe. He was a legend there. You always would know he'd be there at noon. Well, three or four days he went there and he handed a check for $300 to every employee in the restaurant, whether that was the host, to the cooks, to the waitresses who waited on him. Someone said he handed out nearly $40,000. I mean, he didn't call anybody. He didn't tell anybody. He just went and he just wanted to appreciate the people who had helped him throughout the years, who had waited on him. And he did this throughout his life. I've heard stories about individuals who ran into him at a restaurant and he'd say, please come to a game and sit in my seat. He'd never met him before. So he was just an amazing individual who was so humble and who was so generous. I think the other thing we heard at this event, which is great, is that his wealth and his generosity is going to continue. His foundation, his philanthropy is going to continue after his passing. And his impact on this community is going to last for years and years. And I think that's the message, the Herb Cole way we heard at this event. You know, the Herb Cole way is to be humble and to be helpful for the community. What an inspiration he was to so many. Mark, thank you so much for sharing those stories with us. Again, I hadn't heard those before, but it just kind of blows me away when you talk about the late Herb Cole. Yeah, he was an amazing person, and I just love talking about him because I think we all can learn from him. Thank you, Mark. Have a great week. Always good to talk to Libby, and I'll talk to you next week when hopefully it's warmer, and hopefully I'll be outside again, maybe playing pickleball, right? With earmuffs. (laughs) Thanks a lot. (laughs) Earmuffs and gloves. There you go. (laughs) Thanks a lot, Mark. Take care. All right. Take care.